The producer price index increased 1% in January, the fastest rise since last May. On an annual basis, PPI inflation remained near record highs at 9.7%. The Census Bureau reported Wednesday that U.S. retail sales increased 3.8% from December to January, the fastest pace since last March and well above expectations. In this edition of Commerce Code, it's new solutions for loyalty programs and consumers, a conversation with Pete Howroyd at Swappy. Dan Carell, and this is Commerce Code brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. Thanks for joining us for insights into the evolving world of digital commerce. The U.S. Census Bureau's latest business formation report found Americans are founding companies at an unprecedented rate, with the number of applications to start new businesses jumping 53% in 2021 from pre-pandemic levels. Data from the U.K.'s Companies House shows a similar jump in company registrations in 2020 and 2021. In fact, according to the World Economic Forum, the top 10 countries for new business formation in the first year of the pandemic were the United Kingdom at number one, with a 101% increase over 2019, followed by the United States, Australia, Germany, Canada, Italy, France, Japan, Brazil, and finally Thailand. This explosion of mostly small businesses is a product of necessity, of course, but it's also the result of available capital, and in no small part it's facilitated by accessible technologies and lower barriers to entry. It's hard to start a new business in a manufacturing economy, it's a lot easier when the physical assets can all be had from Best Buy. Another thing that facilitates new business formation is accessible technology that solves business problems or makes otherwise complex work easier for small companies. Those things lower the complexity barrier to starting and running a business. Many DCA member companies produce solutions like that, which lift the burden of, for example, loyalty program or other fintech management making it possible for small companies to enter a market and to run a program more easily. Today's conversation with Pete Howroyd of Swappy is a good example. Swappy is a global loyalty super points program that allows consumers to earn and redeem rewards inside the Swappy ecosystem. And for merchants, it simplifies customer acquisition, retention, and advocacy. Pete, thank you so much for joining us today on Commerce Code. Where are you joining us from? Hi, yeah, I'm joining you from the UK, just outside of London in the countryside. Beautiful. Well, look, you yourself had a really interesting career working at several Digital Commerce Alliance member companies like Harvey Nichols and Loyalty One, marketing and CRM roles. So why did you want to start a company like Swappy? Yeah, so I've got over 15 years experience working in the loyalty and CRM industry. I've been very fortunate to work for some great brands across my whole career. I have worked for Harvey Nichols, I have direct loyalty for those guys. I also work with Harrods in the UK and I lived in Australia for quite a number of years working and directing loyalty for a few brands over there. And what I really found having worked for all these brands on the brand size was that there's very little innovation or there has been very little innovation within the loyalty industry as a whole and alongside that there is always this issue of unused points or currency that sit on balance sheets um, across different business sectors and i just thought it was kind of an industry that was ready for change and i wanted to bring a product to the market using my knowledge that would effectively help to create some change in the market. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to inject a bit more innovation and energy into the loyalty industry really. 
Fantastic. And agreed on the need for this and just an interesting solution that you've created. You're in fact speaking at the Digital Commerce Alliance upcoming Cardlinks Europe Forum event next week. And you're talking about the blueprint of loyalty. I would love to get, and maybe this is just a distillation of some things you're going to say, but what are the key strategies from your perspective that make up the loyalty blueprint? And how does loyalty fit into an overall business strategy in your view? I'll try not to give away too much of what I'm going to actually say at the uh, presentation. But I think you can distill a loyalty blueprint down into a few basic steps, which haven't really changed much over time, to be honest. The first one I would say is have a very clear objective and vision for the actual program itself before it's built. So many businesses that I've worked with, either as a consultant or on brand side, haven't got this in place and it really does cause an issue. The second I would say is decide on the design of the program and really be clear in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Another big area for me is partnerships as well. So Swappy is very much focused on partnerships and it is an area within the loyalty industry which is getting bigger and bigger as businesses learn that as they partner, they actually unlock further loyalty from customers because customers like to be able to shop in multi-category places. Innovation in total, in terms of customers these days, they look for innovation, you know, they want what's new, they want what's going to give them something a little bit different. And alongside that is the kind of reward that businesses give. I think the days of just offering points are over. And I think businesses need to kind of move beyond that a little bit and provide some kind of choice for customers so that they can capture more of the market. I think there's so many different things going on now from, from cash rewards to points to products, cryptocurrencies, all kinds of different things. Really, businesses need to embrace all of that in order to really create a really strong future blueprint for their loyalty program. I'm interested in how you think this all evolves going forward. And obviously, as you've just laid out, there are so many different dimensions to it now. But one very basic one is that more and more people are becoming members of loyalty programs and of more and more different loyalty programs. So how do you think business strategy should evolve in light of all that? I think it is a challenging one with regards to so many different programs out there and so many brands who are going after the same type of customer as well. And so part of what we do, for example, is we help brands consolidate content. And so it makes it easier for a customer to actually shop in one place, which then allows customers to get more out of their loyalty points and have a more seamless way of shopping rather than having to go to individual programs. I would say that two of the biggest things that we've kind of seen in terms of movements in this area are the birth of these membership programs, which are now being termed as loyalty programs. Whether they are or not, I think is uh, still to be discussed. But it's certainly an interesting take on a loyalty program in terms of having users pay a monthly fee to be part of a reward program. The other one I would say is some of the new currencies that are coming through, which are impacting a lot of the reward industry at the moment, such as crypto, who are offering a very new and shiny mechanism. Certainly one I think businesses need to get to know and embrace if they want to become a clear challenger in this area. You've talked, Pete, a little here about how Swappy works. I would love to hear, in light of how many different operators there are in the marketplace overall, what, in your view, distinguishes Swappy from what everybody else is doing? So what we do can be broken down into various components. So we have a digital wallet which lets users add all of their loyalty cards in a digital fashion. So there's no need for any plastic cards. We also have our own loyalty program, which is called Swappy Points. 
uh, which allows users to accrue points over 500 brands now in the UK. And it also allows users to redeem those points through our app as well for rewards, gift cards, various other great things that people want to be able to accrue points for. That is basically our basic products. But what we have coming this year, which will really make a big impact, is some of the things that I've already discussed. So cryptocurrency is quite high on our agenda. We're going to build this into our product quite quickly in order to leverage the impact that it's having on the industry straight away. And we also have quite a strong vision in terms of working with brands who have got large loyalty programs and a lot of liability sitting on the balance sheet and unused points to be able to have those swapped into Swappy as well, either through our B2C products or actually our B2B white label products as well. How do you think about the mission? So you've talked about operations. You've, you've explained what's distinctive. And it's very interesting to me. And I'll confess this morning, I was poking around on your website and thinking, how do I get this thing? But I, I do not live in the UK. But how do you think about the mission of overall what you're trying to do? Uh, well, the mission changes quite regularly. I think that is the world of a startup business. But our ultimate mission for Swappy is to have loyalty points and loyalty rewards held in a higher regard as an asset for users so that you manage everything in one place as an asset, potentially mixing it with cash and crypto, whatever else you have, and that it can't be managed efficiently within one place. So I think it's in terms of our ultimate vision, it is that we become an asset manager, effectively, of people's rewards, points, etc., etc. That's great. I think it's needed. It made me think of, again, how many leftover bits and pieces of loyalty points and other credits and whatnot that I probably have lying around in different accounts that are not heavily used and thinking to myself, this is a really great approach to the market, a great innovation. Yeah, I think you've picked on a good point now. So many programs out there at the moment are set up for customers who shop frequently, but what they generally do is miss those customers who don't shop very frequently. And so what Swappy can allow these brands to do is still reward those customers that don't shop as frequently by letting them consolidate smaller balances with other programs to increase their total balance or asset and still be rewarded, which can really help in order to maintain the connection and the emotional connection between the brand and the consumer. One of the biggest negative messages you can deliver a consumer today is taking away a reward that you've been given. It can cause massive problems with regards to customer engagement and people coming back to you because what's the point in continuing to use a loyalty card if the brand is going to take the points off you? And so that's another issue that we're trying to resolve for the brands by helping them avoid a negative interaction as well. Great. Well, look, Pete, we will leave it there. This has been a really interesting conversation and exciting project that you're developing there at Swappy, and we look forward to seeing how it goes. We also look forward to having you for a bit longer conversation next week for Cardlinks Europe. Thanks. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Coming right up, what is money? In the colonial era, English, Portuguese, French, Spanish, and Brazilian coins were common throughout the U.S. colonies, generally made of gold or silver. In fact, foreign specie constituted much of the money supply in the United States until 1857, when Congress outlawed, or at least attempted to outlaw, the use of foreign coinage. But coins were by no means the only or even the main medium of exchange in the colonial period. In Virginia, the currency unit was the pound of tobacco just a paper receipt backed by a pound of tobacco in the warehouse. 
Many things were used in exchange with Native American tribes, including wampum, which, for the record, were beads fashioned from hard-shelled clams. Rice was regularly used as a means of exchange in South Carolina, and in the North, beaver pelts, fish, and corn were used for exchange, as long as someone was willing to accept them as currency. And that's a key point, as long as someone was willing to accept them. We have all lived in a pretty rare era in history, the period since 1944's Bretton Woods Agreement, when the U.S. dollar has been the global benchmark currency more or less undisputed. It's been radically unlike what I described in the U.S. colonial and early republic periods when many currencies floated around, and one could imagine having a collection of small piles of different forms with all the associated challenges. I thought of this when Pete was talking about small collections of loyalty points, from the issuer's perspective sitting on the balance sheet with a bit of a question mark over them, and from the recipient's perspective having limited value and probably a limited loyalty and incentive effect because it's only good for a limited range of uses. Obviously, Swappy is out to solve this problem, to elevate the value of loyalty points, and, as Pete said, to elevate the stature of loyalty programs by releasing this currency's value to the consumer. But Pete also mentioned cryptocurrency in our conversation, too, and this hinted at a bigger implication of something like Swappy. Currencies are complicated, but as I was explaining to my son the other night, he's a senior in high school, he's taking economics, money is as good as others' expectations that it's good. We're so used to dollars and pounds and pesos that it's a little hard to comprehend that point when you're his age, but it's not too hard, even at the age of 17, to realize that something like Dogecoin or Bitcoin is valuable only if other people are willing to accept it, which is a lot like wampum or beaver pelts or the pound of tobacco. One way to increase confidence in the value of something is to increase the ways that it can be used to make it acceptable to more recipients. And because that has a network effect, it increases the value of the currency to everyone, those who spend it and those who receive it. That is going to matter a lot in the world of crypto, of course, and the world of crypto is unpredictable enough, to say the very least, that I wouldn't be surprised if a player like Swappy wound up having a meaningful impact on what constitutes currency for us 10 years from now. That's a pretty heavy thing to say about something that's really, or at least originally, about loyalty programs. But loyalty points are no different than the pound of tobacco, and those tobacco receipts were no different from later paper currencies. What we do in the loyalty space now will surely lead to results we haven't imagined yet. And it seems like a lot is up for grabs these days. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce and digital advertising, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless. This is Dan Carell, signing off. 